all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. I have a special announcement, a special bulletin I want to I wanna talk about. So this is a special bulletin from The Real Talk. Este bulletin especial. Hello, my friends. Hello, my family. Hello, my partners. Hello, my saints. Hello, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And my friends and future saints in the body of Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk Special Bulletin. Nothing serious, nothing bad, but it's more uplifting. And I think we need to hear a few uplifting things. We have many challenges. First of all, hello, everyone. Again, hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to all my listeners that do listen to my podcast. The few to the big. Thank you for listening and tuning in to my show. All right. This is more like a special bulletin, but a special bulletin. I would rather just say a special announcement. I know it says bulletin, but it's a difference between a bulletin, I believe, and an announcement. But it's just uh, to keep you updated on a few things that I will be uh, doing and uh, announcing and certain programs I will be talking about on Body of Christ Real Talk in the future. And future meaning the up the upcoming segments that I will be talking about. First, I want to give you an update on me. I'm doing very well. You know, thank God. By the grace of God, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm continue. I still work. I continue to be uh, at my job and everything like that. So I'm doing fine. You know, I'm doing fine financially. I can do better financially, but thank God I, I'm not doing worse. So I'm doing pretty much in there. Other things I need to work on, but files all around progress, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Okay. What I want to give announcements on, I would be, you know, that I've been hitting very hard uh, on the situation that's been going on for the last year and a half. You know, with the uh, the lockdowns and the COVID lockdowns and the poking and the jabbing and stuff like that. And just all the the craziness that's been going on in the last uh, year and a half, especially. But just say the two years. 
In the last month or so, I've been hitting those areas on my podcast, talking about certain events and making certain series, uh, recording certain series, you know, like delusions and distractions and other things, and, uh, certain audio guests that I've been having on there. Because it's basically, and it has, excuse me, not because, but it has been basically dealing with the poking and the jabbing, you know what I mean? Poking and the jabbing and the vaccines and just life in general. <clears throat> My upcoming segments that I will be doing in the future, these are the announcements I'm going to be making. It's going to be more guest-based. What I mean by that video, by audio. I'm going to have more guests in my future shows, and my goal is to have a physical guest that I can basically have someone in the studio uh, while I'm doing a podcast, and we could just talk about, you know, different events and different things of, uh, of life or just a Christian in general or the body of Christ. But uh, right now I'm going to be doing some future video by audios in the future with uh, certain doctors and certain psychologists that's dealing with a lot of things that's going on today because we need a mental cleansing. We need a mental and a spiritual detoxing, you know. And the, the way to get a spiritual detox is with prayer and the word of God and fellowship and with other fellow believers, you know, uh, in the body of Christ. You know, that's a, that's what I call a spiritual detox for the believers. But at the same time, you'll need that scientific mental knowledge of what's going on around you with all the the havoc and all the stuff that's going on around us, you know, with the... the the, the mandates, you know, the poking and the jab and, and the stuff like that and, the, the, you know, the vaccines and, uh you know, and just the different rules and regulations and the different things that's been pushed in our face, especially in the last few years. So not only the body of Christ, but the world in general that's against this push, that's against this one world, against this one world order or global movement that's in play now yes it is in play you know we have challenges so therefore you know to find out more about what's going on around us if you don't know and find out more about what's going on with the poking and the jabbing and the other side of the vote the COVID vaccine uh shots and stuff like that that we don't hear about uh, from the mainstream media, et cetera, et cetera, and, and other local outlets, we need an inside job. We need some researchers. We need some underground researchers. You know, we as the body of Christ and people in general that's against this nonsense that's going on or that's been pushed on us in life in general, you know, physically, mentally, um, mentally, emotionally, and everything like that. You know, you agree? So I will have future doctors on here that has a lot of knowledge of what's really going on with these these vaccines and the poking and jabbing and stuff like that. So I'll have, like I did in my previous shows, I will have guests that can better explain and break down what's really going on. I think that's very important. Therefore, that way you don't hear a lot of me <laughs> and my opinions and stuff like that because I can make errors and I can forget certain things if I read articles. I'm, I'm bombarded in a good way with a lot of researching and somewhat study on certain, you know, subjects and topics that I talk about. So I try to get as much information as I can, but I don't really have a lot of time because I still work so many 
different odd hours to write things down, to mark things down, to edit things and whatever like that, because I still haven't done a show with editing as of yet. And I don't have really time for that. So I, I get information. I use videos and I use audios, or sometimes I might say things by memory or try to memorize certain things and it might not come out the right way. I might use, uh, um, used around data and stuff like that. So I said to myself, what could I do to get some correct, reliable data out there without me trying to memorize and or me trying to, you know, uh, express my opinion all the time? You know, nothing is wrong with that, but I'll be wanting real data. Real data. I had an interruption, so I have to pause it there. I'll be wanting real data. So I'm going to be getting more involved of having professional guests and experts i will say in a sense experts on a topic that i want you know my listeners to know about they will give you more of a detailed real research data on certain things if it's dealing with the covid virus if it's dealing with the covid-19 if it's dealing with when it comes to the bible or certain breakdowns or whatever like that of you know end times i will be dealing with that now remember this is not a bible study show but it always leads back i try to lead it back to and to give you a biblical perspective about things whatever topic of i'm talking about that's relevant or what's going on around you and i today okay so those things i will be uh, doing in the future i also have plans you know also to uh, maybe do a live show, but I want to make sure that everybody will be tuned in on the live show. Why? Because when I do the live show, it's going to be some for a very important, and I want your chat input on things. I don't want it to be like it is now. I don't get no comments or anything like that, so I don't know who be listening because I don't get no feedback, good or bad, which is good for my show. I really like. I really, I really would like the ones that listen to my show to have some type of comment. Because I don't want you to agree, do not want you to agree on everything that I am saying or my guests. Have your own comment, have your own input. You know, just keep it clean, no profanity or anything like that. If you disagree, I'm cool with that, as long as it's clean and no profanity. But just have your own input, input, or if you have some type of advice or you've done some research yourself, leave a comment or just bring it on or just shoot a, a link to a website out there, and that I will look into it. I would, you know, look into it. And then I was researching and see what's going on from there. So, you know, that's what I like. I want to start interacting more with people, interacting more with my listeners and everything. So that's what I'm trying to throw out there in the future. So I like for everybody to, uh, you know, leave a comment or a suggestion or even a subject you want me to talk about or want me to just mention or anything, or you just want prayer. If you need prayer, I'm willing to just pray with you. This is not a big, famous podcast. It's very small. It's very basic. Nothing fancy in my podcast, but it's straight out real talk. You will get some real talk, relevant information on this little, small show, okay? So, you know, it's nothing paint it it's no acting it's no training i don't pre-prepare i just go edit and you probably noticed that 
listening to my podcast, so I like to say I'm a freestyler. And some things I have studied on, but the majority of my podcasts I go edit. Unless I have guests that knows more things than me and they they well researched and stuff like that. So that's what I'm going to do in the future so you can get some real data and real research on whatever topic I'm talking about, you know. But basically, I want to get more information out there about what's going on with all these sudden deaths. I'm stuck on that because it's mind-boggling that no one is really looking into this. No one. I know the mainstream media is not, and I know why. I'm not going to get into that now. And I know why certain doctors are not con- uh, not talking and whatever like that about certain things, about sudden deaths. But I want to get into that, and it's the only way I can get that out there if I get experts and I get people that know what's going on. They know numbers. They know datas. They know stuff like that that I don't know. So I like them to present it more than me because as I learn, I teach, and as I teach, I learn. So I'm learning for a lot of my, from a lot of my guests and a lot of my researchers that I'm subscribed to, okay? All right, that's what I'm going to be doing in the future. Those are my goals, <laughs> my goals anyway for Body of Christ Real Talk in the future. I also would like, uh, you know, international speakers on here. You know, maybe I have my wife translated. I want to get my, um, my, not my wife, I'm sorry, my fiance to give a history or give a story of her background and her story period is, I think it's very powerful and it's very touching. So I'm going to, one day she said, it's okay. That's what I'm talking about. And I boldly that she will give a testimony about her life growing up or what she have been through. And it's a very deep testimony. I can't touch on it. I can touch on it a little bit, but nothing is more genuine when the person is talking and telling their own story themselves and study somebody telling the story for them because you know we we will mess up we will miss things and we don't get that same feeling as the person telling the story themselves so in the future i would like to have lois woolley my fiance uh christina uh, I call her my Princess Nemo Fu, my baby, you know, to uh, give a testimony and everything about, you know, when she was younger and she was growing up and the things she had to go through to get to what she is now and still be getting stronger. And that's the beautiful testimony I'd like to hear her talk about in the future podcast, okay? So I'll be working on that, Lois Welling. Okay. Now. What I want to talk about right now is uh, good virtues, a good mindset. How do we... how, how do we focus on a good mindset? How do we get through all this turmoil and all these challenges, you know, that we are facing in the United States? If you are paying attention if you're not delusional, you know what I'm talking about. It's certain things that's going on in our lives around us and within us, and even personally. How do we get through these things? How how do we how what's the best way to get a mindset and prepared and stay prepared through the challenges we go through? Okay? How do we do that? I want to read a verse in the Bible. It's in the book. It's out of the book of Philippians, uh, and it's going to be chapter four. 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's four, it's chapter four, four to nine. Chapter four, four to nine. I'm going to read that. Now, I didn't plan this. Like I said, I didn't study this. But this, I heard something, an interview from a, uh, this uh, YouTuber. Well, I don't know if he's on YouTube anymore. His name is uh, Dan Bongino. He's a uh, ex-secret serviceman. And he had a guest on there, uh, Jim Cavizio. Remember Jim Cavizio, the young man that played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ? He had... He said a certain quote. His whole message was strong when he was asked a certain question. He quoted something Reagan said, and then he said something very profound. I said, well, let me check it out myself. Uh, you know, because sometimes people say somebody said something, and just say, okay, what are they going? I don't understand where they're going with that. But I understand the majority of that message. I have to listen to it over and over again to get the whole gist and the whole uh, meaning of what he was saying. But it was just something... He said after that, that is that led me to say, let me find something in the word of God that doesn't line up so much with that. But it it set the tone for me to do this uh, about setting, having a mindset, you know, through all the things that we're going around, that's going around us and myself. What does the Bible, and this is just not the the all the Bible says, but I just thought I'd read this. They might not even go together, but it just coincides what I want to talk about now. So let's go to Philippians 4, 4 to 9. It's, I'm sure when, it, when I get to verse 8, you're going to recognize this verse. It's a, it's a famous verse that many believers, mainly believers, Christians in the in the body of Christ heard this verse before. They might not have heard the rest of it before because I like to keep things in context before I get to that famous verse that people read. Okay, what do you mean by that? Let me say, for instance, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Many people know that verse. Even the unsaved know that verse. Okay? But what they don't know, what led to that verse? Okay? There's verses above it, and there's verses after it. Ooh, my sign is. I'm clogged up. And there's verses that's after that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you just keep it there, if you just read that verse by itself, you're going to interpret it only by, you're going to only get the knowledge, knowledge, let me put it this way, you're going to only get the knowledge of that verse and you're going to miss the whole chapter or the verses that, that led to that verse. Okay? So that's very important 
when you read the Bible. I had to learn that, and I'm trying to help others to learn that, and I am still learning. Context is important when you're reading the Word of God, or even just a regular book, but especially the Word of God. Context is very important. So I can easily read a verse and quote it all day long and go to town and preach a two-hour or three-hour sermon on it with other trans, with other cross-reference verses, but I think it's more important. The Bible can com be completed and it can answer itself when it comes to certain verses. When we read the whole verse in that chapter with other verses above it or other verses after it, then we get the whole gist of why did Paul or Jesus or Peter or James or whoever come to that verse? What was their point? What audience was they talking to? See, that's very important. So that's why I read the Bible like that. But I had to learn to read the Bible. It helped me to understand what God is saying in his word even more. So that's, let's go to Philippians 4, 4 to 9. And you're going to know what verse that I'm talking about. That's going to stand out. The rest of them might not, but the verse that's being quoted a lot by Christians and even mainly Christians. Let me just stick it with that. You know this verse. Okay, let's go to four. First of all, it doesn't say first of all. This is the King James Bible that I'm reading out of. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is the Apostle Paul talking to his followers, talking to the Philippians. Philippians, this is the book of Philippians here, talking to Philippians. Philippians are Gentiles. They're not Jews. They're Gentiles. So he's talking to the body of Christ. He's talking to, talking to Gentile Christians. You might have had a few Jews, but the majority of them in Philippi is a Gentile nation. It's a Gentile city, okay? So he's talking to saved believers in Philippi, okay? Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation or let your gentleness be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be careful for nothing or don't be anxious for anything. Okay. But in everything, in prayer and supplication or do everything with prayer and petitions, supplications or petitions or requests with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Okay. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. Remember, put focus on minds and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. This is the verse that many Christians heard. You might not be familiar with 4, 5, 6, and 7. I'm not saying you're not, but for the ones that's not familiar. But you are familiar with this that comes after verse 7. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Then verse 9 ends with what things? Those things that I want you to think of. Remember that. Now, these are the things. That's why it's good to read in context after verse 8. Don't just stop at verse 8. You want to know what things. These are the things. Those things which you have heard, you have both learned and received. Put emphasis on received. And heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I'm going to stop there.
Now, you probably were read many believers and many saints that uh, read this. They know about Philippians 4 and 8, very famous verse when it comes to the body of Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are, are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Then what things? When you stop at these things, what things? Then it goes to verse 9, explains what things. Those things which you have both learned of, learned and received, and heard and seen in me. And then the God of peace shall be with you. Now, it's more to verse 8 than what you and I think. Yes, we think on things that are good. We think on things that are true. We think on things that are honest. We must be honest. We must be pure. We think on lovely things. In other words, all these good virtues, these are good virtues that are Christian, not the unsaved. Remember, these are two believers. This is, these are two Christians. This is a, a, a requirement. Not so much of a commandment, but a requirement that's only going to help us to grow in Christ if you are a Christian. Think on those things. Think on anything that's of good report. See? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on the, these things. Okay? Yes, you do think on those things. We need to think on those things. Pure, good, lovely things. Think on things that are pure and lovely. But... Nine says, those things which you have both learned and received. He goes into saying those things. All this Paul walked in. Paul walked in truthfulness. The apostle Paul walked. He was an honest man. Paul was a just man. I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying these are the fruits that he walked in. He was a just man. He was a pure man. He walked in love. He always talked about charity and love. He always had an uplifting good report. And at the same time, he rebuked others, but he always had a good report. Report. So these type of virtues the Apostle Paul had. Now, does he say, I had these things? He does not have to. But when you go to the next verse, he said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Who is me? Paul is talking about himself. He want us to do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Another, There's other books in the Bible. Uh, another verse in the Bible where Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Something like that. So Paul always put emphasis on Jesus. He's walking in the way that Jesus will have him to walk. Therefore, we Paul is setting an example of how we should walk in Christ. For the body of Christ. Okay. How we should walk in Christ. We should have these virtues. Now that don't mean you're perfect. But you should seek after these virtues. And you receive those things. And we need to learn those things. That we seen in Paul. How are we going to learn the things of Paul. Back through his letters. His 13 letters. Romans through Philemon. Okay. All right. I know it sounds like Bible study, but even the unsaved can understand this. We must follow good example. Let me put it plainly for the layman, for the person that's not a Christian. 
Because I love you all too, and I want y'all to get something out of this. You can get it spiritually, but you can get a, a basic understanding. Sometimes even an unsaved can get an understanding of what the Bible said. They just don't get the spiritual aspects of it, and they cannot discern the spiritual things because they need to be quickened. Their spirit needs to be made alive. So what we do, in other words, follow a good example of a good person. Follow that example, okay? And the peace of God shall be with you. Follow that example. For the believer, a peace of God shall be with you and I as a believer. So we need to follow an example as Paul. Those things. Now, what do they got to do with a mindset? What I started about with earlier. A mindset. It has a lot to do with the mindset. What are we focusing on? What are we looking at? What looking into? What are we bogged down, bogged down with? Okay. A lot of us can answer these questions. Whether you're saved or you're not saved. Because I know I got both saved and unsaved that listen to my podcast. And that's beautiful. A lot of you can understand and you already know or you have some type of idea. What do, do the day? 12 hours in the day. When it comes to your thought pattern, your thinking, what do you mostly focus on through the day besides being at work and stuff like that? Or it could be, you could be at work and certain stuff like that. What is the main focus of that day? I can answer that for you. I can answer that for me. Is it worry? Is it stress? Is you happy all the time? I don't think nobody's happy all the time, so I'm just throwing it out there. Is it sadness? Is it joy? And if it is any one of those things, why? Do you know why? Now, I'm not expecting everybody to know that, but it's very important uh, to have a mindset. What are you focused on? Okay. A lot of us are focused on worldly things what's going on around us, our job, what we're going to eat tomorrow, when we're going to get paid. I mean, we, I mean myself as well. What I'm going to do about this, what I'm going to do about that, all this is bothering me. Well, how I'm going to go home today, just like before I go home, what comes on my mind, food, what I'm going to do about the blah, blah, blah. Uh, How often do we think about finding a good book to read. Now, I know people say, yeah, I know you're talking about the Bible. Yeah, the Bible is for me, but I read other uh, books as well. Or, some people's good book can be worldly things. Some people's good book can be disgusting. In in, In other words, whatever you're putting your time or giving your time, that's what's going to occupy your mind, our mind, and our thinking. It's what we put more into. Do we watch TV all day? 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do we listen to music all day, whether it's secular or gospel? Because all gospel move music is not Christian music. Let me say that again. All gospel music is not Christian. A lot of gospel music will lead you back to the world. You think it's more worldly than you are godly. So let's just say, for instance, you listen to a lot of so-called gospel Christian music all day, or you listen to a lot of worldly music all day, or you watch a lot of worldly things on Television does not mean you're sinning. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're sinning. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but do you occupy your time with that? Okay. Do you sit around and eat right all day? Do you, let me, a lot of people are into this. They exercise majority of the day. Their number one goal is to stay in shape. You see people running all day and there's nothing wrong with that, but they, 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 they focus on fitness. They focus on eating the right things or whatever like that. Nothing wrong with those things, but is that, that takes over the majority of your day and what you do. So that's my definition. And I know it's many of starts early in the morning. Of, of mindset. Do we get up and pray? Do we talk to God? I'm talking to the Christian now. Do we do these things? A lot of us don't. And I mean myself as well. Like we should. So therefore. What's occupying our mind. That we can give more time to the word of God. Or anything more decent. What occupies our mind more. You know. Besides our struggles and our bad habits, what occupies our mind more? How do we set our minds? Because whether we are, we can be, let me, let me say one thing. You can be a master in a sense and very good or on and very well, well prepared or very well learned on a certain subject without even studying on that subject. Joe, what do you mean by that? If you put a lot of time in the movies or shows or history or music without even trying to study for it, to be the best in it, you wind up knowing more about that subject than a lot of others because you spend more time in that subject or whatever it is. I'll talk, talk about even outside the Bible, whatever it is. And this goes for believers as well. Whatever we give more time to, that's what we're going to master. Whether it's good or evil. That's what I'll focus on, okay? 
But that I, I'm going all the way about because that's not what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about something else. How to learn how to stand when there's a lot of turmoil going on around you, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and everything, because we are in a warfare as a church. If you're not saved, you're still going to be facing a lot of outside enemies. And it's still going to be a spiritual battle for you if you're not saved. You still have struggles around you, within you, etc. and stuff like that. Okay? Alright. Let's put this all in perspective. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, Lovely, good, report, praise, think on those things. And 9 said, follow me as I follow Christ. He didn't say that. It doesn't say that in verse 9, but that's, it's, that, that coincides with that verse. It says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So in other words, Paul letting them know without even saying it, these are the things that he thrives daily to walk in. Verse 8. So we should follow that example. Now, it's other examples that we could follow too when it comes to people, when it comes to different things like that. In other words, it's very important to be around people that's going somewhere, that's uplifting, that's encouraging, that's going to tell you when you're wrong. And, you know, not praise you, but lift you up and congratulate you when you're right, but encourage you to keep going. That's very important when you're trying to get a certain mindset and focus in life. And sometimes you don't get a lot of that when you're by yourself. Sometimes that's why I like I miss fellowship. You know, fellowship has been really kind of hit hard since the pandemic. And it was going back. It was hit. You know, it was going bad anyway, but when the pandemic came, a lot of physical fellowship was slowed down, okay? It it, it, it got weaker. That's why I, I like to get back into just fellowship and, and talking and, and laughing with, you know, uh, people in, in general and everything like that, reading the Bible, hearing everybody else's opinion, whether we wrong or what we right. We learn from each other. But that's also a good mindset. You're learning something with virtue. You're learning something that's lovely. You're learning something that's pure. Because it's uplifting. It's encouraging. See? And when you do those things, when you focus on those things, whether it's the Bible or anything that's in good virtue, it takes your mind off a lot of things that's going on around you, if you notice that. All this turmoil that goes goes on around myself and others. It's ways to block it off when we just get into things and we have a mindset to read something or get into something or do some type of fellowship or look into things that's encouraging and uplifting. With all the mess out there, there is a way to block that out because we need that, especially what's going on around today. We need, we need to learn how to get a mindset of being encouraged. The Bible said, 
King David encouraged himself. It didn't say they encouraged him. You probably had that as well. But in a particular time when King David had to be down, the Bible said King David encouraged himself. So therefore, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves with the right things, with the right people, with the right information. We need that hope. We need that push. We need to show more love. We need to be more patient. Regardless of all the mess that go around you and I, and it's a lot, there's still a lot of good out there that we can get into, that we can do, that we can focus on. Sometimes it takes a change of lifestyle. Sometimes we got to drop things we look at on television. Sometimes certain music, like I said, doesn't mean you're sinning. Certain weights, let's get back, let's get to the weight. Some things we got to drop to get stronger and what we're trying to achieve in life. That's the Bible, that's school, education, whatever goal, careers. Some things we just have to drop. Okay, to get better in those things, you know, to encourage ourselves to get better at things, regardless of the mess, regardless of the fear. We have to learn to work through that and encourage ourselves in life. You understand what I'm saying? So whatever things are pure, whatever things are honest, like it says in Philippians 4 and 8, whatever things are of good report, let's not give bad vibes all the time. Now, when you uh, what good report means, you know, don't be such a gossip. Don't be such a bad news person. If you don't have no no answer or you don't have what's the best way to say that? Don't get bogged down on bad news all the time. Okay? Because sometimes people hear the bad news and you can overwhelm them because you don't have no solutions to how to stop what's going on. You just come with more bad news, bad news. I can listen, I can read some articles, even to some of some of my subscribers, even though it might be true, but a lot of them sometimes they're exaggerated. Sometimes they so into the bad news and negativity, it turns me off. Because you always have a doomsday something. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. This happen. But you don't never have a solution. Most of them never have a biblical solution. What you are telling me is nothing shocking to me. But it seems like you get, a, you get a high of bad news, bad news, bad news. Okay. Now, when I give you information about certain things that's going on around you. Yes, it's bad news, but I try to give you an alternative. I try to also give you a solution, but I'm also giving you, letting you be aware of what's going on around you. Not to scare you, not to make you fearful all the time, but it's just letting you, giving you an awareness of what's going on around you. That don't make me a bad news person. That don't make me a, a person that I want to talk about negative things. No, I'm the most unnegative pe person you can meet. I try to be uplifting. But what I do, even on my show, you know, I try to get, uh, try to alert you, make you aware 
of the things that's going on around you. Some might not want to hear that, but, you know, it's for the ones that do want to hear it. That's why I advise people who's not into my podcast, no love lost. You don't have to listen to it. It might not be your style. It might not, you might not like my style. You know, but that's okay. But it's others out there that's getting it and they's willing to grasp onto it. Okay, let me digress. Okay. Good virtue, encouraging things, what the Bible talks about here. Good reports. Okay. If there be any praise, if there's a praise, lift some things up, praise God. Lift people up, you know, praise, praise people, you know, let them feel good. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an encouraging person. Even the littlest things I see you do, I encourage you. I'm, I'm an encouraging person. That's a good virtue. That's a good mindset. And it has nothing to do with the way I feel. It's to make you even pursue what you're doing even more. So I'm an encouraging person, you know. Even when I'm discouraged, I try not to show my discouragement at work or anywhere around me. I try to bypass where I really feel because your feelings can be fair, I'm sorry, because your feelings can be very deceiving. So I am an encouraging person. So in order to be that way, you have to set a mindset. You have to have a mindset that you're going to decide to go that route, whether you feel like it or not. Because if when it comes to feeling, it feels better just to be encouraged to be to have a goal to have a push for something that's good that's around all this negativity and all the other stuff that's going on around us in life i hope you i hope you understand what i'm saying okay so i'm gonna leave you with this this just came on my heart i didn't study this and i'm gonna leave you with a quote by Jim Cavizio, the star of The Passion of the Christ that was made by Mel Gibson because we are in a battle and we must stand. We must stand. One way of standing is to have a mindset that no matter what, you're not going to give up. No matter what, you're going to encourage yourself. No matter what, you're going to encourage others. Sometimes when they don't need encouragement, they could be some of the worst people you could be around, but you still, we still need to encourage them. Then you need to encourage the ones that should be encouraged. They feel they don't get encouraged enough, not even from their families. Let's lift them up. Let's encourage them. Whatever endeavor they are in, if it's a good endeavor, rather, I mean, we talk about encouraging evil and sin, but encourage them whatever good, you know, virtue or endeavor they are in. But we are in a battle. We are in a spiritual warfare right now. People want to take us down. People want to control us. I'm not surprised about that. That's going on around us. People want to force mandates. There is an evil realm of people that wants you to walk in fear. They want you to be scared all the time. They want us to comply. Give in. Submit. Just drop and say, okay, I'm yours. But we have to come to the point that say, no, we're going to continue to stand. We're going to stand strong. 
I got some stuff I'm going to talk about, and yes, I'm going to, I'm really going to be digging into a lot of this excess dying that's going on, and a lot of deaths in this cause, and, and, and what is the cause? I'm going to let other people, you know, with their knowledge, explain it more than me, because they know more than me, but I am learning, I'm learning this stuff myself, and it's very important, that way I can speak on certain things when I got back up. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday your home is more than the sum of its parts and creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products that's why the experts at ferguson bath kitchen and lighting gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are bring your vision to us schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like monogram at build.com ferguson That means I know what I'm talking about if I do my research. Ain't nothing like getting stuck when you don't know what you're talking about. See, people can misquote you or whatever like that. But through all the turmoil, all that challenge, I refuse to fall. I'm going to continue to stand, and I'm going to search and search until Christ come get me, the church. Don't stand still and wait for him to come. We need to do something. We need to win more souls. We need to encourage people with the word of God through reading, with Bible study, through prayer and all that stuff. We need to encourage others about educating them about what's going on around them that they don't know nothing about. See? Encourage them what's within the Bible. Encourage them about what's outside the Bible that's good. That's going to keep them and their full armor, just like the Bible talks about. What is the full armor of God? The full armor of God is the word of God. Especially when it comes to the teachings of the Apostle Paul in the 13 letters. Because he's the only one that ever one, only one that ever talked about putting on the full armor of God spiritually. It's the word of God. Many believers know that it's the word of God. Okay? We're protected when we just... Put on that full spiritual armor of God when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the, the Bible itself, okay? We know that, but it's also some knowledge we can learn outside that can protect us and educate us for educate us on certain things that we will challenge, whether it's at your job, whether it's at your work, whether it's in life in general, whether it's at a entertainment or sports or whatever, relationships, whatever. We need to be armored up. Okay, we need to be armored up. All right. So I want to encourage everybody. Whatever virtue, like it says in Philippians four through eight, especially the eighth verse, whatever so things that's encouraging and pure and lovely of good report, let's focus on those things. Let's give it a try. It's not easy, but it's doable. Let me say that again. It's not easy, but it is doable. Let's encourage ourselves like King David done in the Bible. Let's learn how to encourage ourselves and let's stand. Let's stand. Let's work on our offense as well as our defense in the word of God and in life, okay? All right? Okay. 
I was listening to this YouTuber, uh, Dan Bargino. He used to be on Fox News. His career was in a, he was a, he's a former CIA agent, former, you know, not anymore. But he had the guest actor Jim Cavizio on there, the star of The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson film that was directed by Mel Gibson and produced, I believe, by Mel Gibson, The Passion of the Christ. Very knowledgeable young man. He's a Christian as well. Yes, I, I believe he's a Christian as well. So uh, he lifts up God a lot. And I'm sure they don't want to hear that. You can look at their facial expressions when they get to talking about God. <laughs> they just, and this is on Fox News. You know, they don't lift, they, they talk about God in a patriotic way. They talk about God when it comes to good and evil. But when you get deep in the things of God and what God can do in your life, they can't handle that because they're spiritually dead. They can't discern that. And you can see that on expressions, if you are a believer, you can see that on their expressions that they don't want to get into too much of God, too much. They don't mind talking about, you know, the founding fathers, you know, they believed in God and Abraham Lincoln and God, you know, used missionaries. But when you start getting into the deep personal life, a lot of them know they're not living that way, you know. A lot of us not, but you know, it's kind of touchy when you're on uh, a uh, a news show or whatever like that, and you're you are being interviewed like Avizio was being interviewed, and he started talking about you know common sense truth standing, and he made a lot of profound sense. And I said, wow, that makes a lot of sense. But I was looking at the other guy. Maybe I miss this. But, I, you know, I'm reading him. and look, I, I can tell, you know, because you have only got a certain amount of time to get your point across when you, you're on, uh, you're a guest on these news shows, you know, Fox, CNN or whatever. And uh, mainstream media news, let me put it that way, you know. So he was talking about God and different things like that. And not a whole lot, but I can tell his passion, his passion, you know. But the other guy seemed like he wasn't too comfortable with that. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're looking at it wrong. But I, I got a habit of doing that because, you know, it's, it's just like years ago when Evander Holyfield, you know, won that fight. Was it the Tyson fight? One of those, he, he quoted Philippians. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And uh, the, the the reporting wasn't into that. And he, I think he made something. I could be wrong, but I think he made some type of come back that uh, we're not here to talk about God or something like that. <laughs> I think uh, Vander Holyfield started getting to the Holy Spirit and everything. That that reported didn't want to hear that. Well, anyway, that's the reaction you're going to get from the world when you start lifting up Jesus, when you start talking about God. So it don't matter you talking about God because to, to people, many people, there's many gods, and they don't know who God is, you know. But when you start saying Jesus, when you start lifting up Jesus, they really get uncomfortable then. So don't don't go don't don't start talking about the Holy Spirit. They think you all you lost your mind then. So, <laughs> so that's what you have to deal with when you being interviewed by a secular world. You know. When you start lifting up Jesus, that's a no no. You could talk about God is good and uh God saved from this because many people have the, uh, their definition of God. They don't look at Jesus as God. 
They don't know nothing about the triune, the trinity. They don't look at Jesus as God. They don't want to hear nothing about the Holy Spirit because they cannot get that. They spiritually, they're not spiritually discerned to understand that. They have no idea what you're talking about. So sometimes you got to catch yourself. When you're getting deep and you want to start preaching, you got to remember what show you're on because they're going to edit a lot of it anyway because they don't want to hear that. Most of them are anti-God, anti-Christ. And I want no part of him about the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I got there, but uh, I, I just went there because when Jim Cavizzi was talking, he wasn't preaching. He was just making a lot of patriotic sense, you know. Well, anyway, he said something that has to do with what I'm talking about a little bit, about standing. And this is what Jim Cavizio said. I'm quoting him. Evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. Isn't that something? Let me, read, let me read this again from Jim Cavizio, the star of The Passion of the Christ. And he started other movies as well, but many probably, I, I, just, I just heard of Jim Cavizio through uh, The Passion of the Christ, but he, he played in a lot of other movies as well. Let me quote this again from Jim Cavizio. This is not Joe. This is not Joseph. This is Jim Cavizio. Evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. So much truth in that mindset focus on good virtues focus on the things of God I'm talking to the believer now read your Bible study your Bible learn how to put on the word of God which is the whole arm of God which is the full arm of God when I'm, when I'm talking to the believer now the body of Christ we can evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. Now, the good is not afraid, but evil is even powerless when you're, not because of your goodness, but the goodness of God. Uh, and Jim didn't say that. This is me saying this. Evil is powerless when you're in the body of Christ. It cannot harm you spiritually. It cannot hurt you spiritually. Now, you notice I didn't say physically. It cannot condemn you spiritually. Sin has no more power over the believer of God. Okay? Now, it can influence you, but we still have a choice. We don't have to comply to evil with fear, especially. So evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. That goes all around. When people stand up, just your defense, and sometimes it takes an offense, but just your defense of standing, showing that you are not afraid, defeats evil. When you're in a dark room, I'm use this as a little joke. When you're in a dark room, you don't know what's in that room. You are afraid because it's dark. You can't see. You're reaching around. You're feeling because it's darkness. It's a lot of clutter. You cannot see because the, it's dark. But once you switch that light on, you see very clearly. But not only that. The insects and that's on the ground, whether they're roaches or spiders or bugs, they flee. Because why? They cannot stand the light. They've been exposed. They become powerless. They like to get they like to sneak up on you in the dark. 
See, dark brings a lot of clutter as well. You reach and you're trying to feel your way around. Just look at that darkness as a lot of junk and a lot of sin and a lot of stuff that's blocking you off from the light. That's how darkness is. But once you turn that light on with Christ, everything gets exposed and the bugs and the roaches and the spiders and everything start running. When the thief is breaking in the store, they like it for it to be dark. Majority of thieves like things when they're not there. They like it when it's dark because nobody can see them. But when that alarm goes off and that light starts flashing going crazy, you're going to see them going crazy. They become powerless. They've been exposed just because of a light and there's nobody there. Okay? Evil runs from the light. Evil cannot handle the light. If you set, get a right mindset, the light will always prevail over evil. Light always prevails over darkness. But it's all about timing. Sometimes you can stand in the dark too long before turning that light on. Sometimes you can give up. You go down those stairs and it's dark in that room and you are afraid. So you say, I don't want to go down there. It's too dark. You gave up. You don't take the time to try to fight through that darkness because you are afraid of something that's not there because you cannot see it. But when you make up your mask, I'm going to stand. That's my room. I shouldn't be afraid to go in my room. I'm going to walk in that room. I'm going to find that light. I might stumble. I might bump my head and run into things. But when I find that switch, and switch it on. That light comes on. But also you must be prepared that some might be around you. But always be prepared when you turn that light on. At least you can see whatever hidden danger around you, if it's any, coming or not coming. You follow what I'm saying? Evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. Good quote, Jim Cavizio. Good quote. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Salvation is today. If you're listening to me and you're not saved, and you want to know how to be saved, there's only one way to be saved today. And the one way to be saved is based on who the Savior is. You can't be saved spiritually by anybody. It's very important to know who your Savior is. And the only one that can save you today, his name is Jesus Christ, who died for your sins 2,000 years ago on Calvary, on that rugged cross. Believing in his death, burial, resurrection is the way to be saved. Okay? God bless y'all. All right? You cannot lose by believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You cannot lose. Remember. 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 That don't sound right. Remember. Good virtues. Four and eight Philippians. Let me read this before I go. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's encourage ourselves. Let's focus. Let's get an encouraging mindset. Let's stand and never give up. Okay? God bless you all. Peace out. Love you all. Let's out, baby.
Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, boo, but let's hear the baby laugh. <laughs> Now I got to play it out because the baby laughed because I pushed the wrong button, but I love to hear my baby too. Body Christ real talk. <laughs> Thanks, baby. God bless you all. You're going to get some error on this show, but I, I, I get it back going again. You know, let's have some fun. Let's love Jesus. Remember, quote from Jim Convizio, evil is powerless if the good is not afraid. God bless you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.